My major pain has, has been invisible. The mobility aid makes it better. It gives me freedom. It can get to the core beliefs we have about ourselves. Don't ever think you're alone. Welcome to Major Pain. I'm your host, Jesse Mercury, and this week we'll be speaking with Bella. Bella has a very intense and very upsetting story. She was actually injured by her doctor during childbirth and then gaslit about this injury for years. I will warn you up front that this is very upsetting to hear, but a very important story to share. So, if you are up for experiencing this with us today, Bella's neck was actually broken by her doctor accidentally, but he was completely unwilling to listen to her complaints of her neck pain that she experienced during a C-section while giving birth. Her complaints would fall on deaf ears for five years, and she had a wide variety of symptoms from this injury, including throwing up, vertigo, her arms not working right, visual disturbances, flu-like symptoms, immense pain, and on top of all that, difficulty caring for the child that she had just given birth to. She was told horrific things by doctors, like her neck pain was being caused by her milk coming in. She'll tell us how years of living with this injury caused thoracic outlet syndrome, where swelling cut off the blood pressure to her arms. And this is just the tip of the iceberg of what she experienced. There are some incredible, unbelievable things that happened to Bella before she finally found a doctor who was willing to do an MRI and discovered her cervical fracture in her neck. The story of how she survived this at all is completely shocking. In fact, this has been written about in a medical textbook called The Handbook of Pain and Palliative Care. Although this story is what we focus on during this episode, Bella's history goes far beyond what we talk about today. She mentions towards the end of the episode several other horrific medical experiences she has had, including a traumatic brain injury, after which she had to relearn to walk, talk, chew, and swallow. In every episode of this show, I ask our guests, what is your major pain? And given everything that Bella has experienced, I was very much expecting her to say, you know, my major pain is this injury that I suffered at the hands of doctors, or my major pain is this traumatic brain injury. But she didn't say any of that. Her response to that question was that her major pain is the way she has been treated by the medical system. She says that dealing with doctors is a chess game of psychological warfare. And when you hear about her experiences today, you will definitely understand why. Medical gaslighting is a very important issue. It's something that comes up a lot on this podcast. Of course, I want to acknowledge that there are good doctors out there. I'm thrilled to be seeing several of them right now and getting great care myself. But I keep hearing stories like this on the podcast. This is one of the most extreme versions I've heard, but it is indicative of an epidemic of poor care that people are experiencing. People are being made to feel like they are criminals for asking for pain medication, being told that chronic illness is all in their head, or that their anxiety is causing their body to not work without running any tests. Yes, this has happened to me, and even though I'm in a good place now, I have a lot of trauma around this, but also just recording these conversations. I just recorded another one that I'll be sharing with you soon, where this person experienced insane medical gaslighting, horrible care from doctors. And I hear this over and over and over. And I'm mad. I'm mad that people keep having to experience this. But the comfort that I get from hearing other people talk about it is that I feel less alone. I know now that there are so many of us who've experienced this type of treatment to varying degrees. And when you hear Bella's story today, I hope you are mad and shocked 
But I also hope that it brings you some comfort to know that if you have received poor treatment from doctors, it's not your fault. It's not your fault if you're chronically ill and need to keep seeing doctor after doctor to try to get help. It's not your fault when doctors tell you that it is your fault that you're sick. It's not your fault that you aren't being believed. And if your doctor doesn't believe you, cut them loose and find another. Because there are good doctors out there. You'll hear about one today. You'll hear about the doctor that finally listened to Bella and discovered that she had been walking around with a cervical fracture for five years. As I said, this is a deeply upsetting story, but it's also a really profound and compelling episode of the podcast. I'm honored to be able to share this with you. Bella was very giving in telling her story, and I know this is just a piece of Bella's story, and she has a lot more to say, but there's only so much we can cover in one episode of this podcast, and we cover a lot just talking about this one massive trauma in Bella's life. I have a couple of exciting announcements to share, and then we'll jump right into Bella's story. So we're reaching the end of the year, and a lot of people have been posting about their Spotify wrapped, where they get to see what they've been listening to this year. But Spotify actually provides a podcaster's version of Spotify wrapped. And I was shocked to discover that this show, Major Pain Podcast, is in the top 10% most shared podcasts on Spotify, the top 15% most followed podcasts. And I'm just overjoyed. I'm thrilled. I'm shocked. I'm so appreciative to everyone who listens to this show on every platform. Uh, and, you know, we were new to Spotify this year. So for those of you who found the show on Spotify and are sticking with us, I appreciate you so much. This is a huge, exciting moment for the podcast. Since launching the show, I have seen steady growth in the listenership of this show. It also means to me that, you know, we're talking about things that really matter to people. You know, living with chronic illness, living with disability, the way that people are treated by the medical system, finding hope inside of all of that, continuing to push through. Those are things that mean so much to me. And doing this show continues to mean so much to me and has continued to help me in my own journey. So thank you all, every single one of you who's listening to the podcast. Thank you for being part of this journey. We did get a new uh, five-star rating this week on Apple Podcasts, which I was thrilled to see. Thank you so much to whoever it was that left that rating. Leaving us positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or positive ratings on Spotify are two extremely powerful ways to help this show reach new people. And it sounds like you know people are sharing the show, which is incredible. That's another great way to help this podcast reach new listeners. And I thank each and every one of you who has ever shared an episode of this podcast with your community. Andy and I just got back from our awesome trip to Disneyland, where I had the experience of navigating Disneyland Park in a wheelchair for the first time. I did call ahead, uh, and we got a disability access service pass, or a DAS pass, which was a really helpful way to navigate the park. Um, you're able to join a line virtually instead of waiting in line in person. You can join a line virtually and then return to each ride at your assigned time. Uh, it's a really interesting process that was pretty great, as well as having, you know, accessible options for a lot of the rides. Um, it's really interesting, you know, we went to Disneyland Park and California Adventure down in Anaheim, California. And California Adventure is the newer of the two parks. The accessibility built into that park was really exceptionally good. And they've sort of, you know, retrofitted 
the Disneyland side to be more accessible. Uh, the whole thing was super interesting. Andy and I actually sat down, recorded a whole hour-long podcast about this, and it is now available to our community of listeners on Patreon who are supporting the show with monthly financial contributions. So if you are part of our Patreon community, make sure you check out this great bonus episode. You can sign up to participate in Patreon for as little as $2 per month, which gains you access to our monthly bonus episodes. Our $7 per month patrons also get a special shout out at the end of every podcast, as well as a gift of a major pain coaster. And our $25 per month producers get a shout out at the end of each show, as well as the beginning, as in right now. So thank you so much to Steve Cavanaugh, Chris Fowler, Ensign Q, Trish O'Brien, and Hipster Leia. Your continued support is absolutely incredible. On top of getting a major pain coaster, our Patreon producers also get a gift of a major pain tote bag. Patreon is still the number one way that I am being supported as a creator for making this show. We're getting close to $200 per month, which I'm thrilled about. We have 20 people participating in Patreon right now. 20 people paying for this show when it is given freely, and I appreciate that so much. So if you're interested in checking out the Patreon campaign for this podcast, head to patreon.com slash majorpainpodcast. You can find a link in the description of this episode. I'm still working on applying for disability. I'm working on getting a lawyer. Uh, I'm still living off of the incredibly generous support of friends and family. My partner, thank you all so much for helping me to stay afloat. And just today, I went to the DSHS office, uh, Department of Social and Health Services here in Seattle, and renewed my food stamps, which is called an EBT card here in Seattle. Um, yeah, that's been massively, massively helpful to be able to buy my own groceries. I mean, what a huge thing, especially now that I'm on this low histamine diet, which has been so helpful. I'm so careful about what I eat and having money to, you know, buy the food that I need to buy is so incredibly important. But man, that was a soul crushing, you know, hour and a half that I spent at the DSHS today. <laughs> uh, it's just so hard. There's so many people who need services and I've been trying to deal with my food stamps renewal for months, and I was actually in danger of losing them because the, the people who are in charge of processing all, all the, the renewals are so slammed. And, you know, the phone line isn't working right. The website isn't working right. I just couldn't actually do my renewal remotely like I normally do. I, you know, every time I try to call the phone line, it would just hang up on me randomly. Um, I uploaded my documents, my proof of income documents, which is, you know, income I make from, uh, from YouTube and from this podcast for my content creation. Um, but the, the upload didn't work. So I called and, you know, cause I got this letter saying, Hey, you're going to lose your food stamps. I'm like, but I've done everything. <laughs> um, I had to have an interview and just getting, getting on the phone with someone to do the interview took like a month. And I, you know, it's just all been such a nightmare. So I finally got someone on the phone today who said, Hey, your document upload didn't work. You have to go into an office in person. It'll just take a couple minutes to drop off this documentation. And it took, you know, it took like an hour and a half of waiting that I did not expect. And I, I don't know, it was just so, so frustrating, so frustrating. So <laughs> Just every piece about, you know, being chronically ill it, for me is so frustrating. Just I'm still trying to get my skin biopsy scheduled to test for small fiber neuropathy. Just things don't move forward unless you keep pushing. And if you have any sort of brain fog or um, any issues with executive dysfunction because of your illness, it can feel completely overwhelming to deal with all of these broken systems. But, you know, all I can say about that is just keep pushing, keep pushing. Just keep on going and things 
work eventually if you keep trying. The best way to ensure that you will lose your food stamps or not get that appointment or not get that diagnosis is if you stop trying. So I keep telling myself that every day. Keep pushing, keep pushing. And yeah, I got my food stamps renewed today. I'm not going to lose my food benefits, which is massively helpful. And yeah, I'm just, you know, (laughs) fingers crossed it's not so hard when I have to renew next time. I will remind you as always that my guest and I are not medical professionals. Please do not take any medical action based off of what you hear on this podcast without first consulting your doctor. And with that, we'll jump into our amazing episode with Bella sharing her story about being injured by a doctor and then gaslit about it for five years. Bella, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Hello, thank you, thank you. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. We've been chatting for half an hour and I can tell that you've (laughs) lived many lives and have quite the story. So let's jump into it. Bella, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? All right, we're jumping in. Uh, Who am I? I am just like you. We are standing on a hardened droplet of volcano and we're spinning through this thing called space and trying to figure this whole dance out, right? So uh, I'm, I'm a human, I'm an artist, I uh, am also just one of those people that likes to question everything. And um, I, I find uh, that our world is in quite an upheaval right now uh, in all directions. It's kind of like the Bugs Bunny, the old Bugs Bunny, you know, that kind of <laughs> ages me there. But the old Bugs Bunny signs where Bugs is at the crossroads and you look up and there's five million directions to go. <laughs> and I for my opinion is, is that kind of is where everybody's at and it was strategically done and and um pulling apart society in a way where we've kind of fallen into this um apathetic way of being human and my my hopes in my mind and in my heart uh and through my artwork would be to try to help one another to have some understanding and get back to, you know, just the, just the, it's okay. I'm okay. You're okay. We're all going to be okay. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. I totally agree. I feel like spread. I mean, this show is all about spreading empathy, understanding what someone else has been through. Um, but I can see some of your beautiful yeah. artwork behind you. And I, <laughs> Thank you. I feel like your pain journey must have um, influenced your artwork from what I can see. Yes, very much so. So back to that, I guess the biggest, uh, you know, in my 20s, I, you know, you have fun in your 20s and going to college and doing silly things and you pull a muscle here or there, injure here and there. But uh, coming up uh, in my artwork up to 1998 was very uh, exploratory, fun and just, you know, Diving into the the riches of our personal sensations, right? Mm. And learning how to utilize those. Uh, and then uh, in 1998, um, I uh, had my first child. I, an event occurred where uh, I broke my neck giving birth. Wow. And 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, cer cervical fracture, spinal fracture, lumbar. Um, it was a doctor's error. I'll just say it that way. But um, so is is this made up? You know, everybody goes into that, you know, based on how how we are bombarded by propaganda now from whatever side of the fence you are on or whatever sign you're looking up at. Yeah, this really did happen. Um, so I, I 30 hours, 28 to 30 hours hard labor, nah, no, no dilation, nothing. Um, there was already malpractice up to that point. When they finally decided uh, to do an emergency C-section, um, you know, they put you on this table, much like being crucified because they strap your arms down, your legs down, and um, you're in you're in that position and um, laying down uh, while they started the C-section um, with quotes around this. The doctor accidentally stepped on the pedal to the table so that my head went down and my feet went up. Oh, my God. And because of the size of my my daughter and I'm tiny petite um yeah when my feet went up my head went down it uh it it, it was the catalyst right for the entire spine to kind of do a domino effect and blow out in wow that is horrific i've never heard anything like that that's yeah chilling. Well, i hope nobody ever experiences that i hope not to hear that again so yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that moment, um, I, you know, and I, there's a chapter I wrote about where um, later on to the story where I had a near death experience. Um, it wasn't until recently where I really dove back into that one specific trauma, where I believe I was in the in between, in much like a near death, but more of a holding space. Mm. So that's how, yeah. Wow, that sounds completely life altering. And I, I know, I mean, yeah. I know that you've been through that you that you are a chronic pain warrior. Um, and this, on top of of that, I mean, it sounds like you've had multiple in, intense health experiences. And I'm so curious. You know, I always yeah. ask people, "What is your major pain?" And I'm curious, in your case, what? How would you define what is your major pain? The hardest pain has been the 30 years of gaslighting mm. abuse by every facet of the medical system. So when I say that, it's because we're, people are so apathetic to the point like, oops, I sat on attack, right? I have pain. They look for things outwardly and everything is just an illusion if you don't take the time to see what's happening underneath, right? Underneath the veil or underneath the vessels that are our machines, right? Our bio, our bio machines. And yeah, I have horrific pain and I know millions do. It's such a chess game of psychological warfare that it amazes me 
it's not discussed more or taken more seriously um, because that pain. So the complex PTSD, not only from injuries sustained, diagnoses sustained, um, or malpractices sustained, any any of that, though any any of those things that are palpable in your hand or on the x-ray and that, you can look at my brain and my heart and my spirit. You can't see that pain. That to me is such a travesty on the whole for everybody. And I, I've been on both sides of this coin where I've been a caregiver. I've been on the caregiver side to the patient. And somehow, I mean, I think, you know, whether you believe in God or whatever your beliefs are, I think the universe, the God, universal God, that I, at this point, still have compassion and empathy, not only for myself, but for you, mm -hmm. for anybody listening, for people, for human humanity. There's no word, I don't think, other than that psychological warfare that is done to us on such a level of um, evil. So that that is a major pain. Wow. You know, I, when I when I think for myself of how to answer that question, you know, what is my major pain? You know, my, my, I have this like chronic undiagnosed illness and I hope to get a diagnosis and someday be able to say that diagnosis is the answer. But but you are, you are right that the hardest part of all of it has been doctors not believing me. Like that has been the hardest part. Doctors telling me that my experience is a lie, that what my body is telling me is a lie and that there's nothing they can do because I'm lying to myself. And that the way that that has affected the way that I think about myself is mm -hmm. like deeply traumatic. And yeah. that happens to all of us, you know, and, yes. and the fact that that is true is anyone with an invisible illness has been gaslit by doctors, anyone. And the fact that that is the way that the system works, you know, should be an outrage to everyone. And unfortunately is only an outrage to those of us who experience it because the way the system is set up is to make those of us who doctors don't believe look foolish, you know, mm -hmm. so that if you haven't been through something like this, I remember myself, you know, earlier in my life before I had really been, you know, gr ground up and spit out by, mm -hmm. by doctors. Mm -hmm. um, I used to not believe people because that's mm -hmm. what society kind of sets you up to be is someone who, you know, says like, oh, this person says they're in pain, but doctors can't find anything. They're probably just, you know, just too sensitive or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that's what mm -hmm. society kind of trains us to believe instead of, right. oh my God, that's horrifying. This person's in pain yeah. and the doctors can't figure out why. Or the doctors won't believe this person. Like, that is horrifying. So, you know, my, my perspective is, has, like, once it happened to me and I realized mm. that it could happen, I spent years thinking it was only me. And now mm. that I host this podcast and see that it is all of us, like, oh, we okay. should be outraged. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, 100%. And um, for anybody that, that might be new, listening in or new to being a patient or new to having somebody in your family or a neighbor you know that folks you can care 
for your neighbor because that is the humane thing to do mm-hmm. back in the day when it was you know there's that old saying it takes a village to raise a child it takes a village to raise each other mm. it's not just the children it's each other and with that comes the respect and a functional system not a dysfunctional system and mm. sadly our health scare i call it the health scare system um which is based on insurance and big pharma um i for me back having researched enough and i wrote uh um, my chapters are in a couple medical textbooks which we can talk about but uh the other side to me of being an artist art and science go hand in hand um this especially came into play with my brain injury a really bad brain injury in 2011 so after my brain injury i had always dabbled in like art bells shows you know listen to them here and there um before my brain injury after my brain injury man it was head 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 first boom just because i realized for there's more brain waves than than what they're telling us mm. uh the paranormal i've always been fascinated you know um what if mm-hmm. i'm not gonna stop asking could this be possible right and it's when you ask these things and people look at you like you're oh you're crazy that's because they've been gaslit not to be able to critically think for themselves Mm. so if i see something up in the sky zipping around i'm sure as heck gonna ask well what's going on over here right i would just rather it be question everything be open uh, not make it so you know, it should be followed by a soundbite, like conspiracy theories. Dun, dun, dun. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like question. It's mm. okay to ask. And I think the medical system is a lot like that where, you know, let's say you're in the doctor's office and you ask something and you just literally can hear everybody go, oh. mm. like, did she just ask that? You know what I mean? Those kinds of things. So, did I get completely off topic there or what? But sorry. <laughs> well, I, I want to hear. So, you mentioned that you had this this back injury yep. um, during pregnancy. What how, what was the recovery like for that? What happened after that? <laughs> oh, this is a doozy. All right. So, break my neck uh, on, the, on the crucified, on the table. My neck breaks. My spine psh, went... I remember screaming my neck, my neck, my neck, my blood pressure started to drop. And I, having been, you know, with my medical history, I thought it was dying. And I was yelling at my now ex-husband, you know, hold my head, hold my head. The nurse is holding my head. I'm yelling, don't, don't, don't let me die without having kissed her. That whole kind of scene. I blacked out. Um, I don't remember much after that wake up in and uh, malpractice 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 from the freaking get-go okay uh woke up alone after after in the post-op woke up not one person in the room high fever trembling i was seeing hallucinating and i do and then all of a sudden my mother she shouldn't have even i don't even know how she got back there but thank god she did bust through the doors yelling and she jumps on top of me just to hold me and start singing because 
I mean, this is like no joke. I mean, she's screaming for nurses, da 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 da, the whole the whole thing. And I only remember parts. I was swollen, puffy, felt um, I don't want to say a hangover, but that kind of like that bloated. I don't know. I don't drink alcohol back then, you know, in your 20s, you know, when you drink an alcohol and you feel kind of bloated and yuck, but just this not connected. Okay. And I knew something was wrong. I kept telling them, look, something's not right. Um, my hands were shaking. My blood pressure was off. Oh, you're fine. It's just from the C-section. You'll be fine in a couple of days. Send me home. Yeah. Send me home. I was in a, um, I would say a, sh uh, a dis disassociated shock, uh, from the trauma and in and out of cognition. And this went on for a while until just what I, you know, saw the doctors. Oh, you're fine. It, it's just your milk's coming in. That's why your neck hurts. Oh, oh you're fine. You know, look, one doctor, oh my gosh, your breast size. That's why your neck hurts. <laughs> oh my God. And then, well, when you're done breastfeeding, come back. I'll give you my friend's card. You could get a breast lift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, that even gets worse. So my focus is my daughter. I was worried about her. It was a horrific, the whole thing, but I still knew, you know, that voice, that inner voice, folks, that inner voice, always listen to it, always. And that voice has never let, left me since that day. And even when folks will not listen to you, you do not forget and you do not let go of your self-preservation, your sovereignty, and your strength, and what you know, because you are right. They want to strip you down from that, and that is a part of this chaos agenda, this, you know, apathy, don't worry, don't worry, that whole program, okay? Now, besides an artist, I do uh, an author, I am an author, and da-da-da. So I ended up, this is after, about 10 years after this situation with the childbirth, but I just wanted folks to know where I was coming from, that this is all true. It is published, it is factually checked. And I was asked by the FDA and the National Institute of Health by Dr. Moore to write about this entirety pre-brain injury and post-brain injury. And it's called the it's a it's a medical textbook that they show. Um, I'm just showing your wonderful host. Yeah, right handbook also. of pain and palliative yep. care. Yep, there you go. It's the handbook of pain and palliative care, and this is a book, a textbook in the medical school. Okay, and my chapter is called "The Art of Pain: The Patient's Perspective of Chronic Pain," and my first and last name. So uh, my name is Yvonne. And my middle name is Dolores. So the reason why my art name is Bella Dolores, that is my middle name. And it actually, oddly enough, translates to beautiful pain. Bella mm. is beautiful and pain is dolor. So mm. isn't that odd? Yeah. Okay. So I just want to explain where it's coming from for you and your audience. So yeah. they know that this is not like, you know, I didn't just get dropped off by a uh, rocket ship from Mars and I'm spinning some yarn, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. Or maybe I did. 
So what happened after I get sent home, right? And still just not feeling good, not feeling good, flu-like symptoms, flu-like, constantly doctor. I think I saw eight doctors. Okay. I'm 30 years old, going through doctors, neurologists, uh, doctors of osteopathy, you know, just down the line, right? You go to whoever you're, you're searching. My body is not right. I'm throwing up. I have vertigo. My arms are not working right. Um, I'm, I'm seeing things. I'm can't take care of my child. I feel like I have the flu 24 seven. I'm in immense pain, right? So back then, which was 23 years ago, right? Oh, woman in pain. Just give her their narcotics. Mm -hmm. Shut her up. Give her the pills. Give her the pills. Give her the pills, right? Never addressing anything. The I'd seen all these doctors, finally went to this other doctor there. And um, I go in and what had happened at this point. So this was October of 2003. I had my daughter. Now, listen, I had my daughter gave birth. 1998 go forward to 2003 wow so it's been five saw, years mm -hmm, i saw a vascular doctor what happened was so i had all those flu symptoms and all this other stuff i lost the pulse in both of my arms hmm. zero pulse so within a I, I know it so it it just stopped so I so my arms were starting to turn color um I started losing feeling couldn't my fingers started to shut down I'm like okay well, I gotta go to the what do you do right go to the hospital right after I'd seen all these other doctors so I have no pulse um they're turning colors I'm feeling like the flu blah 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 so that I go there they send me to this this pocket of whatever specialists are you know in the hospital the er back then 2003 okay go in doctor comes in they had done a, a x-ray of my shoulders and uh of my neck okay again of my neck and my shoulders he's like we got to do immediate surgery and i'm like wait what what and he said you're the vascular arteries on either side are being clipped off because your muscles are so swollen. Hmm. And I'm like, in the nerve, in the nerves. And I'm like, okay, but what's, why? Okay. Mind you, in my notes, I had been complaining since giving birth, my neck, my neck, my neck. Yeah. Okay. So I was in and out at this point because the blood pressure was cut off and it was making me feel really, oh my goodness. Go into so what they did is they diagnosed it as TOS. What's that? TOS TOS stands for thoracic outlet syndrome, and what that is is in your thoracic uh, area of where your clavicle and your cervical spine. It, there's like a little triangular window underneath the uh, the platysma muscles and such deep in here. And what happens is people with TOS, for those that use their shoulders a lot, baseball players, artists, sculptors, mm -hmm. uh, the same repetitive movements, mopping, these kinds of things can cause such swelling and um, bursa, sacs can swell and all that, that it, it's, 
it's very dangerous and it cuts off the supply to your blood pressure mm. to your arms and everything if not treated you go gangrene and you lose your arms right mm. okay so i go okay you know and okay and still trusting the medical system at that time because i was 30. so go in have the surgery and i had a um two three inch uh um uh incisions just above each clav clavicle left right upon waking up which was way longer than it should have been uh the the surgeon uh tells my husband and i that he relieved the third the the clavicle space so it was all tangled up in scar tissue and relieved it so that the blood flow got my blood pressure back colors back fingers can move right and and then he says but the weird thing is is i had to go around your entire neck for such a small person it's like you have the neck of a quarterbacker on an nfl team mm. your neck is literally what was he uh, i wrote uh it was uh three times the normal size so he takes it upon himself to shave every muscle in my neck all the way around my neck okay you know a, a neck collar picture that neck collar being your muscles and he shaved every freaking one of them in half wow without consent without, without consent and then he chuckles he goes yeah you know it's like your body built its own inner brace mm. and i said to him what about my neck oh you're fine you got everything back now wow okay now that surgery so it's a thoracic outlet syndrome uh, uh surgery okay is a is horrific and 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 but he was the one thing was like i was out here my neck right the the circumference the the measurements completely changed by an inch and a half mm. so and i was like where's my tissues i want to see my tissues i want to know what histologist pathologist is going to get those tissues because again i worked in the lab they wouldn't give me anything red flags right red flag red flag red flag biggest red flag is he didn't ask for consent shaves everything okay that took me freaking months months to heal i did get my pulses back months after this i heal from this right yeah i think okay wow okay i can move my arms i can do my sculpting because i was doing I was doing also large scale um, uh, foam sculpture for movie set designs like Jurassic Park. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, Egyptian stuff, all this kind of stuff. And that's repetitive movement. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. I'm going to have to just change this up and, you know, heal physical therapy, yada, yada. Right. All of a sudden, all I get the worst vertigo like have you ever had vertigo mm -hmm. oh isn't it awful it's just yeah awful. it's awful right it's like 
it's like, okay, in my um, paranormal realm of genre, I'm like, this is actually what we should be feeling if we're flying through this so-called expanding space. But okay, we'll set that over there. (laughs) (laughs) ADD, guys. Okay, so now... um, so now I'm having this vertigo and I'm a constant nausea, throwing up, no appetite. And again, goes right back to that day one when given birth. I don't know what word could explain it other than visually would be taking a puppet and cutting its neck, neck strings and or just, uh, for a visual, do you know, like a disconnect, like my gut and my body is screaming on this side. It, it's, it's, it's not over. It's not over. That this is what's wrong. And then I uh, called the board of uh, uh, the neuro board of whatever neurology there, and I talked to some uh, people that I had connections to with the uh, FDA and the NIH. And I got, um, I'm like, look, if 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 you thought something was wrong with your spine, who would you go to? Point blank, who would you go? So I get this doctor's name. Okay, <clears throat> so this was going to be doctor number nine. And granted, folks, in between this story, there's just a lot that I'm skipping over just so we can, yeah. yeah. Uh, so going to the appointment, right? And I, I don't know about you, or anybody else, I have claustrophobic beyond means. And you know, when you got to go get a spinal uh, MRI, you got to get in that tomb-like structure. Do you have that? Do you have that at all where you get? I don't. I know, which is lucky because I've had so many, so many MRIs. Oh my, you are so, that is your superpower. (laughs) That is your superpower. Holy cow. Okay. I wish I had that, but I'm working towards it. It's getting better. Anyhow. So this one doctor, he going to his office already, there was something different about him. Mm. Just that, whether the energy, the, you know, when you meet and you're just like, okay, but there's something a little like, what would that be something called hope (laughs) oh exactly i was like holy shit balls is this what hope is i got it back right so i'm like okay so he says we're gonna do uh, this mri but there's this other type of mri and it's a flex oh i should have looked it up flex flexation so you go in, you get the normal MRI, right? Beep, 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 boop, and all the knocking. You're in there for an hour, and then they do the contrast with the IV, and then they said, "Okay, this this may hurt," and it's a flex subflex thing where they manipulate your neck. So you know you're laying on the table, but this they flex your neck like you're looking straight up, mm. or you're looking straight down, and they take the MRI of that action. Uh, cross section okay nobody had done it yeah i've never heard of that right and i gotta look up that name you know this time because they're doing that flex sub flex thing uh they put me in this new kind of like cage right around my head and stuff go in the mri thing it's a knocking really loud machine da 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 try not to have a panic attack they gave me a Xanax, so that calmed me down. And then I'm like, okay, we're gonna do the the flex subflex. And I really wish I could find that name because. Well, let, let's pause and look it up real quick. Okay, so we looked up 
We got it. Okay, so the type, so they got me in a cage and they're getting ready to do the, it's called flexion and extension MRI. And this allows the physician to see the patient's neck, not only while it is in a supine position, but also while the neck is bent up and down. Mm -hmm. So many times patients with whiplash or other neck conditions that are in greater pain while they flex and extend. And this is exactly what was happening to me was let's, I love uh, nature and I love looking at birds and stuff. And I'd be looking up and I'd be close to passing out. Mm. Right. And that's when full fledged, like flu like symptoms. Okay. So I'm in the MRI machine, got all this stuff on. They did my spine uh, and now they're going to the neck and it, it was taking longer in my gut. I was like, okay, they found something. This, you know, when you're, it's longer, I can hear the buzz in the room and there was maybe two people in there to begin with. Okay. So then they sit over the microphone. Okay. We're going to slowly wheel you out. Don't move. Don't this, don't that, you know, just slowly wake up. So they start wheeling me out and, you know, you can only move so much when you're in that cage thing. And I look and there's like four people on either side and the doctor. That moment, I knew, I knew, I was like, the surgeon is actually here. I knew. And I said, okay, you're going to take this off. And he said, this, this is so amazing, you guys. This is so amazing and an incredible thing between doctor and patient, one of a couple, but this has got to be the top that's ever happened. I, at my peripheral, I see Dr. L, so I'll call him, come over. He actually holds my hand and gets on his knees and he says to me, you're going to be okay. Do you mind if I pray? And I like, uh, and I knew, you know, all these things go through, but he presented this calmness and I said, yeah, please. And that was the first time, whether you believe whatever, I could pray to a rock, whatever your belief is. So he's doing this prayer and it, and that prayer, that instance calms, calms everything, right? It's, it's about calming. Uh, everything in the room. And this is a doctor that knows that, the importance of that, right? So he says his prayer and then he's kind of cinches up near me. And I'm like, well, do you want me up or what, what am I doing here? And he kind of sits, sits, you know, those little tables, kind of small. And he's kind of squishes in there. He's like, well, he goes, you were right. And my eyes just got huge, right? And I'm like thinking, okay, how many things did I say though? <laughs> In my head, <laughs> right I'm about like, what? <laughs> I, well, hold up here, because I got quite a list, buddy, old pal, right? <laughs> and so I go, right? I go, what? What? Tell me what? And he goes, well, do you want, you know, do you want your husband? Pray? I'm like, tell me. I'm here. It has been, was it four, five years? Tell me. He goes. You have a, a, a very severe cervical fracture and cervical fracture translates to broken neck. And the reason why, so he says, you have, you were right. You have a broken neck or you're going into surgery immediately. There's no, you're not leaving the hospital right now. You're, you're going into 
thought the we're checking you in. Um, he said, the moment that that doctor who thought I had the thoracic outlet syndrome or who said I have this thoracic outlet syndrome, I, I do have. However, it was because of that swelling. He said, my body built its own neck brace yeah. on the inside. Wow. On the inside. That's why it, it, it tripled its size was it was making its own, um, brace to try to survive. Yeah. And when he removed all that, that's why the fast decline happens so quick because there was no structure to hold it up. There was no, you know, um, yeah, just the, it was a, it was a, uh, a spinal cord was, was just deterioration, right? And the, the, oh my God, the, the, for anybody out there that's had a spinal leak headache. Mm, I've had that. I've had that. You've had that. So, yeah. you know, yeah. mama mia, yeah. it is not fun. So, yeah. The neurosurgeon was staying very calm, very nice. And he said, he did, he's like, I, I do want you to know that I sent a, a letter to that guy that did your surgery. I don't know what he said to him. I didn't care, but he was, I could tell he was like, wow, this, you know, asshole didn't even bother to look further as to why these were all mm -hmm. giant sized. Okay. So from there, and then they called my family and said, look, she's not coming home. Here's the deal. Full on broken neck. We don't know how. We don't know why you're alive. We don't know how you're walking. We don't know how you're moving your arms, let alone talking, right? Whatever. We got to get you into surgery. So from there, right into surgery and, um, it, uh, the cervical spine is your, your, uh, vertebrae the vertebra at the top of your spinal column and um you know the for all reasons actually i should have been quadra paraplegic if not quadriplegic but he had uh studied enough that saw with the childbirth and what had happened and how the facets fractured in which way and all that anyhow so i ended up in the hospital for a couple weeks you know they 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 fixed um the cervical spine they did the cadaver bones the titanium and that whole bit right Whew! so that so that's a little story that's not <laughs> even, that's just that's just like chap that's just like chapter one right so anyhow but so that and then uh you know the lumbar uh discs that were affected he and that goes into a whole nother realm too but they wanted to address the cervical fractures first obviously to save uh me being able to breathe and and move and those kinds of things and then uh after a few months i went back in and they did uh laminectomies um and the laminectomies are pretty much like playing uh monopoly right now because compared to everything else that followed even after that so mm. yeah yeah so basically you're your neck broken by this doctor who was while you were giving birth. Yes. Nobody figured that out. Your body somehow miraculously. Oh, I knew. You, know, you knew. You, but the no one else had a feeling. No, no one else believed you. Your body somehow compensated and kept you alive for five years while you kept pounding the pavement until you finally found an answer. 
got the surgeries. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you should have died, you know, like it's incredible that you survived that. So if I had not kept pursuing, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd not be here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, it's scary, isn't it? Think about all the people that have passed that. uh, I mean, it is so beyond unsettling, you know? Yeah. Um, And you're a new mom at that time also. Oh my gosh. First. Yeah. My one and only because I couldn't, yeah, one and only, and uh, blessed. She's amazing. Um, I'm glad she's alive. Once you had these two surgeries, yeah. when when you healed so, from that, mm-hmm. could you tell that your body had been corrected, that this thing that had been wrong for five years, did that feel feel like it had gone back to normal, or was it a new normal? What was that like? No, that's an excellent question. When they did all of that, when they did the, the, the first, TOS surgery and I felt the blood go back in my arms that feeling of uh you know when you have two Legos and you put them together yeah but it doesn't the one on the end doesn't fit so you can only get two on Mm. that's like visually so I'm real visual yeah uh so that it was like putting that Lego on but you got the other two hanging off because something's still Mm -hmm, off mm -hmm. When they did the next, so with the with the getting the cadaver bones and going through that hell, um, I have even to this day, and I've been writing about it the last week. I have an issue with the term "better." When it all was complete, those surgeries and the healing, uh, it I felt stabilized. Mm. So in me, my me. Uh, I'm not talking about the spiritual. I'm talking about the actual vessel of us. My meat bag, my meat bag felt stable up here. Yeah. So in other words, I wasn't afraid to sneeze because I was always like sneezing. I was like, but that still does occur now. It's all that PTSD, you know, but you know, gosh, if I sneeze, am I going to blow something? I think once a person has... It's something very tra- a traumatic spinal incident now because you do see people that have uh, fractures have surgery and they go on surfboarding and they're doing this and that you know the whole mind over matter and this and that i think um one of the things that isn't taught in school among a plethora of other things is we should be you know bodies are different yeah and and that comparison in itself is gaslighting yourself yeah absolutely i should i should be doing i should be i want to dance like that again i should be doing that you you've mentioned a couple times your um brain injury and i know you told me before before we started recording that you'd been hit by a car is that is that when that brain injury occurred okay so after the neck healing right you do the physical therapy oh well guess what happened oh that fan freaking tastic nerve pain decided to say hi again mm. and my muscle spasms uh dystonia that whole hell they don't prepare anybody for anything you just think okay i'm gonna go in get a bone fix get some titanium put it back and hunky dory i'm gonna be great right <laughs> no no that that is not the case um there's so many complications and so between 2003 so at the end of 2003 i had my new rebuilt neck 
I had the laminectomies and I had the TOS surgery and a bursa surgery because my bursa sac blew out from sculpting as well. Okay. In between this time, I was on the forever, like, how do I be a, a mom? And my then husband had left he out of the picture. Okay. How do I do this? Plus now I've got chronic pain. You're trying to grieve who you were prior to the accident and then try to figure out what it is now. Right. And, you know, we don't have money falling off the trees here. Most, most people with diagnoses and pain and all this, we're not, we just want to have, we just want to have a functional day. Yeah. That's it. Right. I mean, it was just in so much nerve pain that nobody prepped me for mentally or physically. Oh, I'll just write a script for some more physical therapy. Right. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I need when you're not listening to me that this causes this. Right. It's so just disheveled. So in between doing all that and again, I'm skipping over a lot. I just want to. So then I found myself in a doctor's office and we'll call him Dr. D. And the reason why I'm doing that is because in my chapter that they've published uh, and republished with new artwork. So my story and my art is published. Okay. And so I, I started doing these paintings directing them at these doctors and at these uh, uh, asinine uh, gaslighting situations. It's one thing to tell somebody who has no clue or has never had pain, but it's a whole nother thing. My goal was to visually say this. This is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. This is how I feel. And I brought paintings into my appointments, too. And that jolted some of them to the point where it actually assisted. But isn't that sad that this is how I, I just everything is upside down right now. Yeah. Everything. But you're, you're painting the experience of the pain you're experiencing. Yeah. And, and that is what kind of translated to the doctors because they, they won't listen to you, but they will see. Yeah. And that goes back to like, if yeah. they can't see the problem, then they won't be able to help. They, I did something similar. I just, like took videos of myself on bad days when Perfect. my muscles were spasming and, and that really, really made a difference. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah. And that, and let me, didn't that make you feel better and empowered a bit to say, hey, fucker, here you go. Look it's like pulling out a secret like, weapon. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. you can see that they're yeah. not listening to you and not believing you. And you're like, yes. well, yeah, check this out, you jerk. Check this out, you. <laughs> it, no, exactly. And it's interesting, too. I don't know if you or your audience at this point, because now with technology, I've come across a few, you know, they're just so freaking disgusted and perturbed because now they're being called out for their shit. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you mean I actually have to deal with this person now? You know what I mean? Where before it was like behind closed doors and that I stopped early on. I always made sure I had a witness because mm. they're on everybody. If you got a elder parent, anybody, anybody. In the hospital, I don't care where you are, you record. And I know they got signs up there that says against the law. Well, I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure I'm safe. 
So yeah. I know there's so much more to your story that we can't cover in one episode, but I'm just so curious. What what are like the the big yeah. bullet points of the of what we haven't covered so far? Okay, so from that, so from that point, I was almost killed by a Medtronic pain pump device and uh they that whole scam of uh medtronic stimulators medtronic spine stimulators medtronic pain pumps um that that education and awareness needs to be there if you are a person that this has been presented to you as a choice please i ask you um to to uh research see i i, I want to say research as much as you can but you know what they're getting so damn good at is uh removing things off of the internet that are the truth so the medtronic pain pump okay is dangerous it's lethal and i'll just leave it at that with that i am going to share that story what's also in the chapter <clears throat> is about um the uh the psychological abuse verbally um and how to deal with that um how to deal with malpractice um having a surgical imp imp surgical instrument left in your body cavity um how to deal with that uh also would be um a traumatic brain injury um i sustained in 2011 and i was in brain rehab i had to relearn how to walk talk to swallow and um the atrocities that happened with rehab there um i i want to help people you know i want to make a difference i love speaking um i'd like to i used to speak at conferences i want to get back to that um this last you know with the whole COVID thing it kind of shut everything down uh but i uh just recently I'm, i've got my art picked up uh at uh roche diagnostics has i'm a featured artist mm. over there for them because i wanted i didn't even get to show you yet the art so the art i was doing before my brain injury was so dark and death and chronic pain it was just thick with pain after i have this what they said it's a uh, neurodivergent so i have i'm i'm a uh, um uh, acquired savant syndrome is what i have so these drawings that i did after oh i have to show you so they're kind of mind-blowing and for me i take it as a, a healing it heals so i'd like to help others heal uh whether it's through art um understanding uh those kinds of things so but i did before we go if it, if if anything uh if you have chronic pain or you are a um an addict and an addict in pain treat you know we all deserve a day that is functional whatever you know uh and, and the stigmas must change my body my pain my choice mm. So until all these other groups start sticking up for us, we already know that our pain meds are being minimized. They may be minimized more. It's so different from state to state too. Bingo. You know? Yeah. So if I get so so with that said, and 
And thank you for listening and thank you to your audience. I really want you all to see it, it's not about hate. It's not a, that's the construct. They want us to hate each other. It's not about sides. I want you to have what you need for your life to be functional. And if that includes hormones, pro-choice, pro-choice with abortion, pro-choice. Where's pro-choice for us with chronic pain and the medications we want to choose? They'd rather us have uh, ibuprofen and NSAIDs that do more damage to the liver and the heart. They don't give a shit. So in order for all of this, it's to get back to the primitive ways of the tribe, whatever, whoever you are, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I love you. To, to get there, we have to do this together. Mm-hmm. Can you visually see those two words? To get there equals together mm. if you squish them together yeah I, n- I know that you're you have such a complicated history and story and i feel like we barely scratched the surface today yeah but i but i do have one more question i have to ask yeah. you so okay. if you could send a message back in time to yourself before mm. your first pregnancy before all of this medical gaslighting with everything that you've learned if you could send a message back in time to tell yourself one piece of information that might help, what would it be? Wow. If I could go back in time and tell 20-year-old me some something, boy, oh boy, oh boy, that's a big one. I you know what? I don't I wouldn't go back. Mm. I I I I just would not I would not go back because I just wouldn't believe that I could tell younger me, if you get hurt, you're just going to have to suffer because that is such a mental cage. Mm. That's literally a mental cage. And, and the fact that it is happening, it's really beyond, isn't it? That, that all the suffering is happening. It's just not right. Mm. Again, it goes back to, empathy and love and what are we doing what are we doing what do you think what are we doing i don't want to like you're suffering you know we all read each other most people can't read what we can visually well i mean if you haven't been through chronic pain you don't know how to recognize it in someone else but if you have you can see it instantly i i really believe that yeah and yeah i mean we're all just making it through the best way we can inside of a broken system and yes, I, and that's yes, yeah. and that's where I want to help. I want to yeah. help because I've seen, I've been watching on TikTok. I'm trying to see where can I fit in because I'm in my fifties. I just want to help, you know. And I just how with what what knowledge? And I'm not. I don't know everything. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I quit that shit because I saw what was coming out of those schools. I quit it. Hmm. Uh, but I want to make a difference, and I want to help. Yeah. And and. And and I can't work full time, but like what we're doing right now, we can do. So we Absolutely. can do this together. Well, speaking you know? of that, you know, yeah. where do people go to find you? Oh, well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I do have, so I've got a website, or if you want to email me, it's Bella Dolores, uh, Bella Delore, no S, at gmail.com. And then um, my website is, what do I, you want me to just, it's uh, 
you have to type this in because I can't afford to pay for a full website. So you have to type in the H, the HTTPS and the two dot thingies and the backslash twice and then Bella Dolores dot wixsite.com backslash Bella <laughs> Dolores as if that's not enough, right? So you got a website and then I know you're on uh, TikTok as well, right? Yeah, TikTok and uh, Instagram. And I'll my tag plan, you. Yeah. Yeah, please do. And I was going to yeah. talk to you too. I'm, I, I just want to start. And I'm one of those people. I just like talking. The whole, you have to have a thousand followers. So I got to, I have some videos up there, some of my artwork, but I guess I just need to, I don't know. I'll figure it out. But I want to get helping and, and, and just in any way with the chronic pain, spinal injury, traumatic brain injury community and just how to do this and and if you can learn from my mistakes and or suggestions uh artwork we, i want to do art sessions all kinds of stuff and you're always welcome too and i hope thank you i appreciate and i can have a conversation again too absolutely and yeah i really appreciate you um coming on the show sharing a piece of your story and, oh, it, thank you. and tell us one more time the name of that book if people want to read your chapter oh, and hear, sure. read your and full I story. Have the, on the website at the bottom, I did put a link to oh, the cool. chapter because yeah. it's a medical textbook. Yeah. You know, I couldn't even afford it. <laughs> and I know they're not going to see me, but I'm going to just show you so you have the visual. So it's yeah. Handbook of Pain and Palliative Care Biobehavioral Approaches for the Life Course by Dr. Moore. It's through Springer Publishing. Yeah. And I'll send you the links too. And I'm chapter, there's two different ones. I'm chapter 39 in one and chapter 40 in the other because they updated all my artwork and what I had to say. Because mm. it's fascinating after the brain injury, totally different. Mm. Everything they like the sacred geometry is so important. And just the stuff I was seeing that I knew not to tell the doctors because I didn't want to get put away in some kind of padded cell. I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> not to scare you or anything. I'm talking about like kind of like uh like uh the matrixy kind of stuff, but like uh, yeah. auras and orbs and just interesting things. Yeah. I mean e everything that we experience leaves a mark on us. And you've been through some yeah. extreme experiences, some of which we didn't even have time to really dive into in depth i mean that traumatic brain injury mm -hmm. recovery you know we, uh, i did an episode a while back with uh, a woman named christelle about her traumatic brain injury and it was just shocking hearing about relearning yeah. how to do things and it sounds like you had to go through that as well so yes. i mean wow i mean what a what a story i'm so glad that we had the opportunity to sit down and chat and to hear a Me piece too. of what you've been through spread some empathy spread some awareness absolutely yeah so thank you thank so you much bella for coming on the show Oh, you are so welcome, and 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 just thank you for my gab, and to your, <laughs> and your listeners out there. If you have any questions, shoot me a message, and and uh, I'm you. You thank you have made a difference for me in my life because it was you and your 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 um, TikTok or because I had been questioning, and I'm like, okay, universe, just guide me. I need some guidance, and. There you were. And I'm like, there it is. And and now I'm not uh I'm good. I wanna Oh I, well, I've never I, heard I to... I've never heard that before. Thank you so much. Which oh, TikTok gosh, was it? Yeah. Uh uh I will so it goes back, you know, the day I messaged you, it was whatever 
I'll look back, but the day I messaged you and reached out because I was having a really rough day and I'm like, I, I just, I love people. I love talking to people. And I was really trying to grasp and think of, okay, before all of this, how, what did I do? Because you lose that. You can lose that mm -hmm. with chronic pain, you know, and I just gravitated into it. And I'm like, there's my, there's, there it is. And I think I had messaged you. Yeah. Thank you. Cause you, you just inspired me to what I, how I need to do this. Oh, that means so. a lot. Thank you so much. Well, it was such a pleasure to get to meet you today. Thank you so much. Of course. All right. Well, thank you and everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of major pain. I'm Jesse Mercury, your host and the producer of this podcast. Artwork by Egg Salad Salad. Our theme music is the song Time Machine from my sci-fi synth-pop album, available at jessemercury.bandcamp.com. Send your thoughts or questions to our email address, majorpainpodcast at gmail.com. You can also use that address to find us on PayPal. Tips are greatly appreciated. Don't forget to leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Find more information about this show or leave a comment on any episode at our website, majorpainpodcast.com. Major Pain is supported by listeners on Patreon. Thank you to our $2 per month supporters, our $7 per month patrons, Naomi Adele Smith, Sunny Roberts, Laura Stevens, Brooke Walters-Schmidt, Kelsey Madsen, All Around Foundation Waterproofing, Danielle Signorelli, Alexandria Henderson, and Justin Minnick, and our $25 per month producers, Steve Cavanaugh, Chris Fowler, Ensign Q, Trish O'Brien, and Hipster Leia. Learn how you can support the show while receiving special recognition, gifts, and monthly bonus episodes at patreon.com slash majorpain podcast.